Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Al Rodriguez. And I'm Tony Camarena. And today we are talking about uh, Daredevil Season 1, Episode 12, The Ones We Leave Behind, which originally premiered on April 10th, 2015. And as usual, here's your IMDb summary, so you don't have to watch the episode. Fisk seeks to, uh, ugh. Let's try that again. The IMDb summary, so you don't have to watch the episode. Fisk seeks revenge while Karen is haunted by recent events. Daredevil makes a startling discovery about Fisk's financing. Um, okay, this is a little bit a while ago, but didn't someone make a startling discovery last time? <laughs> or the, the time last... before that, probably, too? Yeah, the... wasn't the... Hold on. I want to look at the IMDb summary for last episode. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm looking at it right now, and I don't see the phrase startling discovery in it. Or the okay. week before. Yeah. Maybe the week before that? Oh, I don't have that in my notes. But the week before that? <laughs> nope. nope. I don't, you know, maybe that was in one of our own handwritten ones. Maybe. Yeah. I feel like we mocked it, though. Which, you know, I wouldn't put it past us to mock our own notes, but still, mm -hmm. I have a little bit more pride than that. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Mm -hmm. All right. With that deja vu. Yep. Yeah. So, um, this is, editing-wise for this episode, it's kind of interweaved, at least a lot of Karen stuff. So, I we're going to start off with a Karen storyline, but she also weaves into other people's storylines. So... It's going to get confusing, I guess. Yeah, she is she is kind of the the main-ish character on, on this one, or at least we see a lot more of her than usual. That's true. <laughs> Alright, well, let's see if my IMD summary is better than their IMDb summary. Karen tries to cope with the fact that she killed Wesley the healthiest way she can, by drinking and avoiding sleep. Later, every man in her life disappoints her. I mean, I think that's succinct. succinct. Yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nothing shocking oh. about that uh, that description, though. But yeah, that's no. fair. No, I mean, everyone knows that every man's <laughs> going to disp disappoint her. So, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so we start off this episode with Karen dropping the gun into what I assume is the Hudson. I think there's more than one river. Or is it just the Hudson and the Atlantic around New York? I have absolutely no idea. Um, yeah. I mean, the Hudson's the famous one, so it's probably safe to assume that. Yeah, so I feel like because of stuff I've seen, that the Hudson River is like halfway filled with guns already. So I think this gun's pretty safe that it won't be found. Because I think that's what you do, right? Is just drop yeah. the gun in the Hudson. Yeah, guns and then people with cement shoes. Well, yeah, I mean, then you drop the guns you were going to use if they wouldn't stay still for the shoe fitting. So mm -hmm. yep, yeah. I think that's why there might be a lot of crime in New York because you go fishing, you want to make yourself a living, and then you pull up the nets, and then it's all guns. So you've got to get what you, <laughs> you got to just, just flow with what you get. <laughs> when when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. When life gives you guns, you work for Fisk. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So uh, she goes home and. Uh, starts like immediately drinking and showering to get all the residue of death off of her mm -hmm. yeah um very Macbeth. uh 
like the you know they would scrub to try to get the blood off of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it reminded me of Have you ever listened to? I might have asked you this before. Have you ever listened to Welcome to Night Vale? Uh, I don't know if you've asked me this. Uh, I have listened to like one or two episodes, but yeah. not not much. Like I I listened to them one day and and that was it. Yeah. Um. Someone got me a flask from there because I I. I've fallen out of favor with them, but I liked them for maybe the first two years of their show. And this flask that someone gave me is like, um, if you see something, say nothing and drink to forget. And I think this is <laughs> like, she saw something. She saw exactly what happened because she did it. And she's not going to say anything and she's going to drink a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. So she is like, like this whole part of, of you know of seeing what she's going through like this is you know i guess it's two different parts right you've got the the shock of having just murdered someone which mm-hmm. she said she's done before but you know still definitely a big shock and then um the other half of it is the fear right i mean she knows what happens to people that cross fisk and I don't know if she really knows how close Wesley was to Fisk, but at a minimum, she knows he was kind of someone within that inner circle. And uh, like, like we know as the audience, we know that Fisk isn't going to be coming after her because he has absolutely no, no evidence at least. But, um, but Karen, like she has no idea. Maybe Wesley did tell someone, although I think he kind of said he didn't. Right. I, I can't remember if he told me or he told her that no one knew they were there. I think that would be, he- really stupid on this part but he also left a gun on the table so that's true a loaded gun (laughs) um oh he did he did that's why Mm -hmm. that's why she decided it was safe to kill him okay yeah because i i all right i i thought he like let something slip but i wasn't too sure yeah he did okay all right well so she has she is assuming she's probably safe but there's always a chance right there's always something that could have happened Mm-hmm. So. well um she doesn't think she's safe because she's dreaming about fisk being in her house and like she's just freaking out that he's gonna find her she knows where he knows where she lives probably because i think this is the same place where they attempted murder to frame her for murder yeah i was wondering that yeah but yeah they haven't said she moved so it makes sense I think the biggest takeaway we get from this is that we don't have to worry about Karen becoming a supervillain because she would just feel <laughs> so guilty all the time. If she was just like fine <laughs> with it, then I'd be worried about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. If she kind of had like a couple of drinks and was like, well, all right, that sucked. Let's move on. Then, yeah, okay. You could probably see uh, the beginnings of something there. Mm hmm. <laughs> well um karen isn't fine so she does the opposite of what i do is when she's feeling down she goes to work which sounds like a terrible lifestyle but <laughs> <laughs> well she drinks to forget that didn't work so maybe she'll work to forget and yeah, she's just going work. down the list and then and she's working drunk so all her stuff will have mistakes and she'll have to go back and fix it so she'll she'll be focusing on that for a while oh okay there you go something something to, to try maybe that was on purpose yeah, <laughs> um, she's definitely going to the the only place she feels safe is this rundown, um, <laughs> this rundown um office building. So, 
she <laughs> has her priorities wrong but yeah uh she freaks out a little bit because uh foggy's there and foggy's not sneaking she's just hecka paranoid which is fair <laughs> and then they make some jokes about go moving on from alcohol to the hard stuff you know like marijuana which is not <laughs> hard and well me coming from california is especially not hard it's legal <laughs> <laughs> but also she um she's joking about becoming a heroin addict where or moving on to the hard stuff and she becomes a heroin addict in the comics i think she dies from an overdose hmm. yeah but i know she definitely has a, she is an addict and no, yeah I, we don't i know nothing about her character in the comics uh, well she's <laughs> an addict that's literally all I know about her from the comics. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Was this like a was this like a late eighties, early nineties storyline where she yep. dies from a drug over? Oh, okay. All right. I was yep. kinda half joking there, but all right. That, that I mean it fits. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't think any I don't think it well, I won't I wouldn't say that. I don't know of any Marvel characters who still do drugs or heavy alcohol. Unlike tony's alcohol problems in the 70s and this and the um cloak and dagger kids got their powers from drugs there was like a couple of years ago there there was a whole storyline about stark being start drinking again but uh i haven't god i haven't read an iron man comic in about a year so i'm not sure if that's changed but, uh, I know, he, I I don't know the reason. It might be drugs and alcohol related, or it might just because he's a superhero. He fell into a coma for a while, and then that's why Riri Williams became the new Iron Man. Yeah, like, uh, yeah Ironheart. Teenage girl. Yeah, yeah Ironheart. Mm -hmm. I don't know why he went into a coma. It may have been from alcohol. <laughs> no, it was from it was from fighting Captain Marvel. There was oh, a, well, another was, Civil War. Oh, Civil event. War two. I remember mm -hmm. seeing the posters for that and just like rolling my eyes and walking away. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that storyline. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, Foggy mentions uh, you can't run around killing people and call yourself a human being, which you just need to. You need to calm yourself, Foggy. You you don't know who you're talking to. Karen apparently has murdered multiple people, she, and mm -hmm. she's running around, and as far as I know, she's a human being. Mm -hmm. Although I've never heard herself call herself a human, human being. But either way, Foggy's being insensitive to potential murders. Mm -hmm. yep. Ugh, what a horrible person. You can't go around insulting people like that and call yourself a human being. God, Foggy. Right. Ugh. <laughs> well, to call you uh, Froggy Nelson, yeah, he's no, no longer a human. Although Foggy is a barely a human person's name, so <laughs> it's like a I've... it's like a name of a fish. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or one of the creatures in the mist. If you kept him as a pet, have you ever seen the mist? I have not. No, well, it's giant monster interdimensional creatures come in and eat people. If you became a f friends with them and had as a pet, because the mist is like a fog, you could name it Foggy. Or, or not, but you could. <laughs> <laughs> it's an option. <laughs> I don't I don't really have a response to that. So I'll stop. <laughs> so 
since I'm already making this awkward, we'll just bring up that Matt walks in and makes it more awkward. <laughs> oh, perfect segue. Right. Yep. <laughs> um, one Easter egg that we've probably seen before, but I don't think I've ever mentioned, is across the hall from them. We get a real good look at it as Foggy and Matt give each other the stare down. Or more, Foggy stares down Matt, and Matt just kind of stands there blindly. <laughs> but but um behind Matt across the hall is Atlas um Atlas Investments, a company, which has the same logo as Atlas Comics, which was one of the names Marvel had before they became Marvel. Oh, interesting. So, um yeah, Foggy awkwardly leaves and Matt walks in and Karen kind of breaks down because she has no idea what's wrong and this is probably karen's like the most tragic character because all these things are falling apart around her and she has no idea why <laughs> yeah she's kind of like they're they're not even like they foggy and and matt they're they're kind of recognizing it a little right because that was what oh yeah that was last week's episode where they were like she had to come up to them and, and start yeah. confronting them about everything but uh but they're like going out of their way to not tell her too, even though it kind of does affect her to a degree. Like yeah. I know the reason why they're they're not telling her that it's because Matt's Daredevil. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, she's really kind of in this rock and a hard place. You're right. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she kind of confesses that she says Foggy and Matt are the only good things in her life. Which is sad. The, the, a blind guy and a lawyer who wants to be a butcher, who are both very poor and apparently have no clients, are the only good things in their life. But to each their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's a silver lining to everything, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is in this scenario, but there is one somewhere. Yep. So later, um, Karen uh, is seen showing up at Ben's apartment, doing a Batman, sneaking in from the shadows. Yep. And, <laughs> and she's freaking out because obviously she knew from Wesley that Fisk potentially knows that Karen and Ben were there talking to his mom. And you don't talk to Fisk's mom. Apparently that's a big no-no. Almost as yeah. bad as killing his trying to kill his girlfriend. Oof. Um, <laughs> what were you going to say? No, no, nothing. I was just making sounds. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Oof. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh-huh. Am I doing this right? Is that uh, yeah, is yeah, that yeah, yeah, it's okay, pretty awesome. good. Cool, I'll keep at it. Um and so she's begging Ben to write the article, but Ben wants a second source because he insults the internet and says it's not like a blog where you can just put on anything you want. And like I think that's offensive. I not going to cite my source cuz I don't have to cuz I'm on the internet. I feel like it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. This isn't. I mean, I'm going to give him one, right? This isn't like BuzzFeed or something. It's a, <laughs> it's an actual practical journalistic, you know, publication like BuzzFeed News. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to be topical, but he forgets this comes out like two months after we record it. I so... do. I completely forgot that. Yes, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> and by then, no one will care or remember. Nope. But I did learn that this past week, that BuzzFeed News is different. Yes, <laughs> That's good to yes know. it is. Yeah. And award-winning. <laughs> huh. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, they're <sighs> the, like award-winning journalism. They're like 
full on serious. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good mm-hmm. good for them. Yeah. Buzzfeeders. That's why they always show up in my news app when I'm like, what the hell, Buzzfeed, you don't do news. Apparently you exactly. do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um he's not a he's not working for BuzzFeed, so he can't put random stuff on there. I don't know how that fits. But <laughs> um <laughs> She convinces him to write it up and go see it, show it to the editor, which will probably work out fine for everybody. But that's pretty much it for Karen. I think she, like, I don't know if she pops up in another storyline. But is there anything else you want to talk about about Karen's part? Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I, um, I agree. I don't, I don't remember her really showing up much in the other storylines. I don't have anything else. Um, I mean, we really just kind of hit on the big thing, right? She is, she is going through some, some crazy stuff right now, and it is not good to be her. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, other than that, I'm good. Yeah, I'm ready to move on. All right, <clears throat> now we're getting to Matt's storyline. Daredevil decides to hit Ma- Madame Gao's heroin business. He follows one of her blind drug mules to the base uh, where he destroys it and gets knocked down by a little old lady. After seeing the worst in humanity, Matt decides that friends are overrated. Alright. So, we start off with uh, Matt, someone else pulling a Batman and appearing right behind uh, Ben out in the parking lot. <laughs> Um, the first thing Ben knows, being a reporter, is Daredevil's beat up, right? Or he hasn't been around for a while and he's still messed up. And he says, uh, did someone get a piece of you? And, uh, Matt goes, well, he went the distance. Which both Ben and I know from the Rocky movies. Going the distance is a boxing term. Um, isn't that like a breach of keeping your secret identity if... You know, well, I guess a lot of people know about boxing. I'm just well. I mean, you just said it yourself. You know it from watching movies. I mean, he could watch movies. Ben doesn't know that he's blind. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> he could listen to movies also. That too. Although yes. you got you've got to be a little suspicious if he's blind because he does wear that mask covering his eyes completely. I have been wondering that the past few weeks. Like it, it wasn't until a while ago. I was like, huh, it's it's pretty thick. Then again generally masks on superheroes or like you, you kind of always wonder like how do they see through that in in the mcu at least they just don't have masks that that like cover the eyes except for spider-man yeah. and iron man those are the only two yeah but, and then iron man's is a camera system mm-hmm. and spider-man is actually i guess he sees too well or everything's too bright they explain that in civil war they do, but he also has to have some kind of camera system. Because if you remember at Homecoming, there's that scene where he freaks out those little girls because the eyes are like going all weird and wonky. So yeah. that's that's something too. Um, oh yeah, and then Ant Man, I guess he also has something. But same same thing, right? It's a helmet with cameras. Yeah, they, uh, they at least explain that ish. Yeah, I, I got I can't picture. I mean, we'll find out in a couple weeks when we watch Ant Man. Ant Man's not that's one right. of my go tos. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, and so um, Ben fills Matt in about the uh blind people who she uses, Madame Gal uses to bring the heroin around New York. And again, Ben, like Foggy, insulting someone about something they don't know, because he says nobody looks twice as a, bl- a blind man. 
I'm like, <laughs> come on. Foggy didn't know Karen was a murderer. He doesn't know that this guy's blind. You just gotta assume everything of everybody at all times. <laughs> Always. Yeah. And yeah, I'm that's... going Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I, I was gonna say, that's why at least once a fiscal quarter, you have to ask your significant other if they're a member of Hydra. At least <laughs> once. It's true. <laughs> Um, there's a Hydra board game now where I haven't bought it yet, but I'm leaning towards it. I would like to ask someone to play, and if they don't want to play, it's like, oh, does it cut too close to home? <laughs> if you don't play Hydra with me, you are Hydra. Obviously. If you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. <laughs> Do you know anything about this game? I, I haven't heard about this. Is it like um, two-player, four-player kind of thing? I know it's sold at Barnes Noble for $50. Oh, okay. Uh, um... Now I'm looking it up. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have asked. I should have just uh, <laughs> written that down as a note to ask you later off air. But since I don't actually write anything down, I would have forgotten. And yeah, in like two months when I was listening to this episode, I would have been like, oh, yeah, I should ask Tony about that. And then I probably would have forgotten to send you a text because I'd be like in the middle of a video game because that's what I do when I listen to these. Anyway, was that rambling enough time for you to look this game up? Yeah, it's uh, it's five to eight players, although it says best with six players. This is according to wow. BoardGameGeek.com, <laughs> which we're throwing up all these. If anyone wants to pay us for all these random name drops we're given, Barnes <laughs> Noble, Marvel, it's called Hail Hydra. And apparently, um, okay, so it's one of those games where one person's, it's like one of those spy games, where one person's an agent of Hydra and you're a shield, and you've got to find out who the mole is. Oh, okay. You know, if you ever played... I forget the other game. I've played games like mm-hmm. this before. Yeah, like I've, I've night, done, like, like, like Werewolf. Night of werewolf. Or... Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So, um... We get a scene with, uh, literally the blind leading the blind, because Matt is following a blind guy. <laughs> um... And this this blind guy is tapping and walking really fast, going forward, right? Super confident. And Matt always looks so careful when he's blind. I think Matt's overcompensating since he can sense what's around him. He's going slow to, like, build up the idea that he's blind. But really, he could be swinging his stick everywhere and just walking through people. And no one <laughs> would care. <laughs> That's true. I'm really curious, like, like how that would... I mean... No, I mean, I guess you're right. Yeah, like, what's that like in New York? Now I really want to see a, a, a real-life blind person walking around in New York City. Because I'm yeah, curious well, what they would actually be like. Um, I have an ex whose cousins were blind, or her cousin and her cousin's boyfriend was blind. And mm-hmm. we would go, it's not New York, but downtown Sacramento when they used to have the plaza. And they would just walk through people not caring at all, that they, assuming they had the right-of-way for everything. So I it's, it's I think you have to be aggressive because if you're always worried about running into people, you'll never get anywhere. That's yeah, my that, for it. that makes sense. Huh, yeah. Okay. So um, as he's following the blind guy, he the I don't know. I mean, the blind, the other blind guy, the the drug carrier, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, gets in the black car, and Matt gets to the rooftops. Doing uh, bat flex style parkour, bat flex. <laughs> God damn it, bat devil. Dare, dare, 
Ben Affleck's Daredevil style <laughs> parkour. We're never going to remember actually, the phrase we used. I actually wrote Affleck Devil. I'm looking <laughs> at it, and I said all these other things. Uh, um, so... Does Matt, like, like we see him do a lot of boxing, and I'm assuming there's a lot of cardio involved in that, but we never see him really run. Like, I guess there was that one time when he had to run to Claire's apartment. Um, yeah. But, uh, like, he, he ran for a while here. So, like, does, does he, he must run, right? Like, where and how? Well, oh, like, where does he practice? Yeah, like, does he go to a track in the middle of the night and run? Like, when he's not doing Daredevil stuff? Wow, or is... does he run around in circles, like, around the edge of the uh, that training, that boxing facility he goes to? Like, because, I mean, he's got to do something for, for that cardio, right. or at least like, to yeah. stay in, in running shape. Yeah, my yeah, my first thing was, well, he learned it when he was a kid, but obviously not. Um. Because you're right, he has to keep in running shape. Mm -hmm. I would assume, very uneducatedly, before he became Daredevil and did this every night, he would run in the middle of Central Park at night so no one could see him and just run like a regular, like a crazy person. (laughs) Otherwise, I have no freaking clue. (laughs) <laughs> that makes sense because no one's really going to look at at his at his eyes, right? He'll just kind of have, good... eh, or yeah. or he just puts the sunglasses on and goes for a run in the middle of the day. I mean, he can kind of sense. I mean, he he can see people enough, right? Like he knows where they are, so maybe he oh, just yeah, goes. Mean, yeah, yeah. He doesn't need the glasses or anything at all. He could just be a regular act like a regular person if he really wanted to. He just can't make eye contact. So he could be one of those douchebags who always wears his sunglasses inside. Okay. That fits. Yeah. Um, but uh, Matt uh, looks out because he's following the only car in um, Hell's Kitchen that's playing classical music. So he has no problem following the sound all the way to the drop point. <laughs> um... That night, he decides he's going to go into Madame Gao's drug den, which he does. And he does another one, a thing, you know, where he's a monster and he's getting all these people, pulling them into the darkness, like he does. (laughs) Um, Which made me think, the logic of having a poorly lit place is so people don't see everything. But if all your workers are blind, why don't they light the whole place up so there aren't all these dark shadows? (laughs) a good point (laughs) um let's see going through a list of reasons i can't imagine they really care about an electric bill so it's probably not that Mm -hmm. oh do they not want to like light up the area because if they have a bunch of lights inside there's windows they don't want people to see that's all Uh, i got i guess but you if you paper or board up the windows like it's an abandoned building and you light Mm -hmm. the whole place up there's no places for ninjas to hide in. And Madame Gao, spoiler alert for Iron Fist, she has Kun Loon ninja powers. So you know spoiler ninjas are like... around. <laughs> That's true. I mean, also, spoiler alert for like 10 minutes from now when we see 
oh, we well, see yeah. uh, what she can do. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that doesn't really give it away. <laughs> we'll just jump. All right. Well, we'll go through this real quick. Mm-hmm. He walks through all the blind people. Just like, hey, they're blinded. Blinded by science or acid. One or the other. And she tells them to attack. So, you know, they wander aimless. Not aimlessly, but they wander towards him until they bump into him. And then he escapes somehow. We don't see that. I'm assuming he beat up all the blind people, but I can't be sure. <laughs> yeah, I I was wondering that exact same thing. Like, did he beat them up or did he beat up like only a handful so he can get out? Because like, we, we just see them all over him and then, then he's fine. Well, yeah, I mean, if he were uh, Affleck Devil, he would be able to leap straight from the ground to the ceiling and then bounce off the ceiling to another part, part away from all the blind people. <laughs> but this is a guy who ran too hard and burst his stitches. So I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. So, so, um, does he light the fire that burns this place down? Uh, no, he, um, oh God, I'm trying to remember. Um, you know, I was uh, I was mixing that up with when he lit um, uh, the other guy on fire the, from a few episodes ago, or whose name I already forgot. Um, um, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, you <laughs> forgot his name too. Uh, see, it's hard because I don't want to be <laughs> racist and just say a random Japanese name. But... Nobu. It was Nobu. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm like, I'm I trying to be an... good. <laughs> I knew it was an N. I, I just, I had, yeah. Um, you know, I don't remember. Like, I mean, it, it has to have been an accident of some kind. Maybe it was him. Maybe it was him, like, trying to block something. But, yeah, I, I don't remember. But either way, it was probably an accident of some sort. Yeah. So, um, as the place is burning down... Um, he confronts Madame Gao, and Madame Gao just punches him one time, and disappears. <laughs> well, it does take him a second to get up. He was just thrown twenty feet by someone like a third his size. I mean, she's half his yeah. height and way less body mass. I mean, we know from Captain Marvel that she could be a scroll. Oh, so you're right. It might, not... yeah. <laughs> the old ladies are deadly. <laughs> And then as she's uh, disappeared, um, he gets the people out, um, saves as many blind people as he can so they can wander the streets aimlessly. And then uh, he gets caught by a cop, the Officer Mahoney, who we've met before. But it's always <laughs> one cop. It's always one unlucky officer up against Daredevil, if they're not evil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, the evil ones work together. So that's how you know if they're a good guy, a good cop. Yeah, well, hopefully the good cops don't team up or we'll be hella confused. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at least for now, we have uh, we have something to go off of. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So after this, Matt goes back to the office where Karen apparently lives now. Because mm-hmm. she's there. Yeah. And, she, and he's decided that uh, his former mentor, Stick is right, and he shouldn't have any friends anymore, because people are terrible. Which, he's not wrong, people are terrible, but I don't know if that's <laughs> a reason to get rid of friends. 
Yeah, yeah, probably not. You know, they're they're a nice uh they're a nice distraction at least, you know. Mm-hmm. From mm-hmm. from the rest of life, you know, like like if you just see literally the worst in humanity that he just saw, then uh then yeah. Alright, um, that's pretty much it with Matt slash Daredevil. Is there anything else you want to include? Mm, no, I think I'm good. I've got All nothing right. else here. So we'll move on to Frisky Fisky. Um, Fisk is happy that Vanessa wakes up, and then he's sad when he finds out about Wesley's death. Aww. After showing some excellent management skills, he finds out that his mother has been talked to. He moves her to Italy, then he meets up with Owsley, and then abruptly leaves. So it's kind of choppy, because <laughs> it's pretty much intertwined, so we've got a few like individual scenes in this. Mm-hmm. And... Okay. Um, so the first thing that happens is uh, Vanessa wakes up. Um, he actually doesn't notice her waking up right away, because he's checking his phone, worrying about his best friend Wesley. Which I'm sure, Fisk, there's nothing to worry about. Um, yeah, he, he's just overreacting. It, it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, Fist tells Vanessa about his plan to move her somewhere else, but she'd rather stay. And then I they have this cool little, like, supervillainy interchange where Vanessa goes, find out who did this and make them understand. And he goes, I will make them suffer. And Vanessa says, I expect nothing less. I'm like, that is a supportive supervillain girlfriend. <laughs> well, you know, she knows not, what she got into. Like, and, yeah. yeah, It's not like Padme, who's just like, oh, you're so evil. Um, Now I gotta leave you and die. But no, <laughs> he, she supports his evilness. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's good. That's how you build a relationship. You, you have to trust each other. You have to you know, encourage your significant other to do the things that they need to do. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, he leaves her to find uh, Wesley, which, or he has people look for Wesley because he, they, the security find him. And he blames that security guard, the one who let him go alone or <laughs> was ordered to let him go alone. And this was actually going to be my Star Wars reference because he's learning from the Darth Vader School of Management. <laughs> um, where he starts beating the man to death because his friend is dead, and then Aldley stops him with like some logic. It's just like this is not the time to start killing the help. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a uh, that was poor moment on Fisk, but uh, you know, it, I guess it's okay because as far as we can tell, that guy like still follows Fisk's orders later on. He's still around. I mean, Fisk must pay really well. Although, Owsley's feeling for him. Owsley might have just given him, like, a massive raise so he doesn't run into where <laughs> Fisk is. That's true. Yeah. Huh? You're right. He probably he might have done some kind of damage control. Yeah. Huh. Um, in this scene, I think for the first time, we get an idea of what Fisk's end goal is. To um, Owsley says he's going to tear down all of Hell's Kitchen and build it for a better tomorrow, in his words. So, how rich is Fisk? 
Is he like a trillionaire? <laughs> um, I well, well, I mean, it's Not probably more. is it? God, well, now I'm curious. So, I mean, you've got Fisk money. And then I guess we we're not a hundred percent sure how many of the other League of the League of Evil people were supposed to be contributing. I mean, Nobu wanted that one block in the middle. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess do do we know if anyone else wanted to do anything with that? Like, did did Gal uh, want anything or the Russians? No, she doesn't want anything. She says in this episode when she meets up with Wesley. Um, as far as I know, they just she just wants to make money off her heroin trade, which they're getting money from too. Hmm. But okay. we, I think we get a better idea of what she wants when we get into the defenders and Iron Fist because she's kind of a bigger deal over there. Mm-hmm. But to them, no, they, they don't want anything. Yeah. So, um. As Owsley's leaving them after uh, the guy almost gets beat to death, um, Owsley has this phrase like, the wind blows hardest the closer you get to the mountaintop. Which just <laughs> makes me think that Owsley is really bad at making people feel better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, next scene we see Fiskin. He's moving his mother to Italy, there where she doesn't want to go. She's I assume has never even been to Italy. Maybe she has like Italian ancestors, <laughs> but she doesn't really remember anything about the meetings she had earlier. And then, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say, yeah, it's 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 kind of sad, you know. Every time you see someone, you know, with, you know, who who's, you know, lost so much of their memory and they're kind of in that position, mm-hmm. it's always sad, even if it's Fisk's mom. Or Yurik's yeah. wife. It's true. I mean, yeah. I feel really bad for Yurik's wife because I don't know if she's murdered anyone or covered up any murders. So I feel worse for her. That's true. We we should have just assumed she's she's you know completely clean at a minimum. Yeah. I mean, if there was a uh, Daredevil season four, I would expect her to be the main villain. But since that didn't happen, I feel sorry for her. She was, wasn't she an informant? Wasn't she a CI for Yurik? Like, didn't he say that's how they met? Oh, yeah. She, um, was it like the teacher's union thing they talked about at the beginning? I don't remember what it was. I just remember him saying she was a CI. Yeah. So she's in deep. She's, she's been undercover getting dirt on Yurik for like 70 years. (laughs) And apparently doesn't. This is why they know where Yurik lives. She told Fisk, "She's the villain." Ugh. All right. Well, now I wish we were going to get a season four. Damn it. Yeah. Right. <sighs> That's what I want. I think they did an Arrow, where like the main villain was just a random guy that Oliver killed in season one, for like season four or five or something like that. So I just want a random person that Daredevil beat up one time to just like be really pissed off and then be the main villain. <laughs> just come back for that. That that would be good. And they would probably do that storyline well and unlike an arrow. Yeah. That was true. that was the last season I watched. I couldn't I couldn't finish anything after that. <laughs> I just finished that season. Um I'm not sure. I have to finish the season, corresponding season of Flash. I'm not sure whether or not I'm going back to Arrow yet. We'll see. Ah, okay. But 
anyway. Um, last part with Fisk is um, he meets again with Owsley, and uh, Owsley can't find any evidence to, to blame the Japanese for poisoning. Um, and then Fisk gets a call and leaves, like in the middle of a conversation. And we'll find out later why. Because we're not going to follow Fisk anymore. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's so rude of him. Like, he's normally such a nice, you know, very, very respectful, nice manners. But no, middle of a conversation, he decides to take a call and just leaves. What an ass. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, he's nice, but there's only so nice you can be to a guy like Owsley. He's, just, he's a real jerk. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Speaking of real jerks. Um, we got one little bit with uh, Marcy and Foggy, and Marcy is a real jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. The next one, two, yeah. There's there's only three sections left, and they're all really short. <laughs> so, um, Foggy decides to share what information he has on Fisk with Marcy. Uh, and the first thing I wrote down is, I really hate her. <laughs> <laughs> how she's being being mean to Josie and Josie's bar. <laughs> yeah, she's very uh very stuck up. Feels better yeah. than everyone there. Yeah. Yeah, and then um uh Foggy gives her Fisk's the file they have on Fisk, which she doesn't want to look at because they represent him. And then um she decides to look at it anyway. <laughs> and yeah that's it she's like holy crap he's evil and foggy's like i know and then yeah <laughs> that's about it <laughs> um is there anything else you want to talk about marcy and foggy no no i'm good i mean that was like we probably talked about it as long as that scene went on so yeah yeah <laughs> Alright, um, it, the only reason I bring it up is because it's important for next episode, but it's not really important <laughs> at all here. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, next we've got, um, Gal and Owsley, Gal, Galsley, which would be their celebrity couple name. Um, Galsley, uh, meet behind Fisk's back. They reveal they poisoned the drinks. Madame Gao tells Owsley that she is leaving New York. So... Were you surprised? Did you remember that they're the ones who poison the drinks? Because we have no other characters, so they have to be them. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. It had to be them. Um, but no, I, I completely forgot that they were the ones that uh, that poison that you know were responsible for the poison. I also kept wondering what was going to happen to Madame Gao because she was like her and and Leland. I, I mean, I was wondering what happens with both of them at the end because all I remember is at the end of the season, you know, Fisk gets caught by Daredevil. Sorry, spoilers alert. Uh, for for oh, next yeah. week, but um, but uh, I completely forgot that Gao just says, "Yeah, this was fun. I guess I'm gonna leave now. Goodbye," mm-hmm. and just and just walks away. Totally forgot that happens. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember. I thought it was just Owsley who poisoned the drinks. Like in my memory from last time, mm-hmm. I forgot that Gao was involved. And I remember this scene where she said she's going f- home further away than China. And because I knew the connection to uh, Kunlun. <laughs> but I didn't, I forgot that those scenes happened at the same time. <laughs> gotcha. So, 
she had a line in there that she never really cared for the heroin trade. It was, you know, that and teaming up with Fisk was really just kind of a convenient thing. Um, mm-hmm. Do you remember, like, when we see her next in later stuff, do, do we ever learn why? Because I, I don't remember at all. Yeah, it has to do with the Japanese plans because they're both part of the fist. Okay. Or the hand, not the fist. <laughs> um, same thing, really. Uh, yeah. Uh, don't want to get too deep into it, but it's pretty much the plot of Defenders. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I, I was just wondering if like she had like like what what the specifics were, but okay, we'll we'll talk about that, you know, sometime in the future, mm-hmm. eventually. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the last storyline, which is a little longer than both the Owlsley and the Marsley storylines, but it's like the climax of the story. So, yeah. Alright. <laughs> uh, ben confronts his editor about the fact that he hasn't let any articles be published that puts Fisk in a negative light. When he accuses the editor of being paid off, he is fired. After taking, after talking to his wife, he decides to write an article for the dreaded internet. Before before he could begin writing the article, Fisk appears in Ben's apartment and kills him for talking to his mother. So, our third Batman appearance. <laughs> so, there were a lot of those this episode. We're yeah, we're not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we start off with a conversation with the editor. Where the editor's just like, Ben, this is crappy writing. You don't even have a second source. What are we, the internet? and so uh ben accuses him of being paid off by fisk and he's fired which is fair i mean that's a pretty bold thing to say in front of every single person Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. uh the other option would be for the editor to say oh man you got me go ahead print it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i mean you're right that's the only the only other possible possible route yeah <laughs> so um after he got fired he, he goes and visits his wife who recommends that he uses the dreaded interwebs it's gonna get worse every time <laughs> and he's like oh you're right because i've been an asshole for ignoring the series of tubes that go from home to home Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then um he pretty much goes home and is about to start writing and fisk is there in the dark just in there for hours most likely how long has fisk been there has he raided the fridge what's the situation it'd be a lot less dramatic if uh, Yurik walks in and there's Fisk like halfway into making a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> was was he just kind of walking around? Was he doing things? Just and then and then he gets a call from from like someone outside who was watching, just waiting for Yurik to show up. And he's like, "Oh, all right, I guess I'll go. I'll go hide now." And then he you know, turns off some lights and everything. Before that, he was just kind of I don't know, playing loud music, dancing around. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He's very much that sort of guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a meme going around. I don't know if it was going around everywhere a couple of years ago, or it's just because I like Disney, so it was going around this stuff. But in uh, Sleeping Beauty, 
they have Maleficent. She moves her cloak and reveals that uh, Aurora's on the floor, passed out because of partying with needles, apparently. <laughs> and it's just like the idea of she had to stand there with her arm up the whole time waiting for them to find her so she could have her dramatic reveal. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, this whole scene with uh, Fisk and Yurik is supposed to, at least how I read it, is it's supposed to be like a mirror of the scene of Karen's dream from the first scene. So you're not really sure if Fisk is in there until, you know, he starts strangling her, um, Ben. And then it's pretty obvious. <laughs> Didn't think about that at all. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he does, uh... Fisk kind of does what Ben's been doing. He belittles the internet and for people being too distracted to care about real news. Um, and he has this little, uh, he has this little like list of things on the internet that people are distracted by. And one of my favorite thing that I really want a soundbite of to be like my text tone is Wilson Fisk saying videos of cats. Because if I, it's just like that's the best thing to come out of his voice. You're you're right. That would be a great soundbite. Uh, <laughs> what do you want to do? They watch videos of cats. Uh, well, Tony, I think we have uh, the new sound that we should use all the time whenever one of us accidentally curses. <laughs> Too bad. Next up is the last episode of Daredevil. Uh. <laughs> Well, but, then, we'll be cursing a lot, then. Yes. I think we'll be cursing a lot in two weeks. For <laughs> reasons we will not say. Oh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, so, it's... I find this ironic that they're dissing the internet so much when their show is on Netflix, the internet streaming TV channel. <laughs> whoa, whoa. They do internet streaming now? I just, I just get the DVDs. Oh. I didn't know they released this on DVDs. How have you been watching this? I, I didn't know that either. I'm actually curious <laughs> now. <laughs> I'm sure you can, because like I've seen actually yeah, I, I've seen can. like Netflix stuff on DVD. Like I've seen them in places like Target, like where you can buy them. Yeah, so. you can, and they have no special features, which is the only reason why I haven't bought them. Ah. Okay. Although I might buy them soon, because if they take these off Netflix, I'm pretty sure we'll never be able to watch them again. Oh, that's true. So, Oh. Yeah. Hmm. I might be snatching those up soon, now that I think <laughs> about it. Yeah. Huh. Man, I'd really hope Netflix had at least had the rights to keep those, to, to air them forever, but... Uh, well, huh. they might have the rights, but if, like, they do season four in a couple years on Disney+, Plus, will uh, they want to be doing advertising for Disney? That's a good point. That's a, it's kind of that Cash-22... Uh, business decision interesting yeah yeah all right i mean on the flip side on the flip side disney's got this cool new show and you only can see it on netflix (laughs) so come over and watch the first three seasons that's true (laughs) so who knows yeah all right well we'll find out thank god i'm not in charge of um netflix because i would only have billions of dollars Mm -hmm. only only a handful only a handful less less money than fisk obviously well, yeah. You can't buy, um, what, eight blocks of New York? 
I, I forget how big Hell's Kitchen is, but roughly eight blocks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a yeah. that's quite a lot of money. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Yurik tells um Fisk that he doesn't, or that he was alone when he talked to his mother, and he doesn't know anything about Wesley. He's like, oh, okay, and then he struggles him to death. The end of Ben Yurik. No. Which, this is one of the things, like, we talked about. I thought this happened way earlier in the season. I thought there were, like, three episodes or something without Ben. Oh, really? This is, like, this is one of the few things I do remember. I I remember him dying going into the season finale. Okay. Yeah. Nope. We traded knowledge. Yeah. Which was odd, because when we watched episode nine, and I thought that was the second to last episode, I was like, wait a minute. Why is it? like, but Ben's what? not dead. Yeah. What happened? She's like, a lot of stuff's happening next episode. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. All right. I think we're done here. Is there anything else in this episode that we missed that you want to talk about? Uh, no. No, we, we went through my whole list that, that I wanted to bring up. Um, how about you, Tony? Anything? Nope. I'm pretty good. Right. So before we wrap up, um, how many old lady punches would you give this out of five? Uh, honestly, I'd give it two. Yeah. yeah. I I would agree with you. Yeah, two seems good. It's not a it's not a one. One is just like unwatchable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, yeah. I didn't like Matt, uh, Charlie Cox becoming Ben Affleck's Daredevil. <laughs> and, yeah, this is all set up. I mean, some important stuff happens. And <laughs> Ben dies, which is sad. Yeah. Anyway. All right. All yeah. right. I think we're good. Cool. Let's wrap this up. All right, everyone. Uh, this has been season 12, or that, that. Season 1, episode 12 of Daredevil, the ones we leave behind. Um, join us next week when we will be going over the season finale, uh, which is... Uh, episode 13, self-titled Dared Evil. And um, again, this has been the uh, Marvel Cinematic Rewind. Uh, please remember, in the meantime, to follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind and give us a five-star rating, please, on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app, whatever you rate podcasts with. Uh, until then, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind signing off. Have a marvelous day. For the ones he left behind Get on your horse and ride, put your head down and weather the storm. Sorry you got born, sorry you got born, but you're gonna have to get snow on your wings someday. <laughs>